0: <clears throat> What's up, y'all? Hotep Jesus, we are back with another
1: wonderful, sharp conversation with Hotep Jesus. We're a wonderful guest today. Y'all know how I feel about malls. This is one of my most favorite malls in the world. She's been holding it down on the tweeters. It's been holding me down Been very, very supportive, through thick and thin. Appreciate her coming on. She, she, she hit me up in a DM and said, Hey, we need to talk again. And, uh, normally I don't have repeat guests, but cause I have this soft spot for Mars and I know what she has to say is very important. And I think these conversations between me and her are very important. I said, yeah, let me know when, you know, we'll, we'll go ahead and get this thing scheduled. So this was about a week, maybe, maybe longer ago. And I said, you know, I got this Tuesday night slot, slot open. Let's go ahead and um, give this a go. So the title of this one is uh, Suburban Mom Challenges Radical Feminine. Let me go ahead and just introduce my guest, Miss or Mrs. Catherine Kingsbury, the queen of Kingsbury. How are you?
2: I'm awesome. How are you?
1: Life is marvelous, darling. Marvelous. Um, it is. <laughs> definitely um so yeah so you, you 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 came in my dms and you said hotep let me let me actually find the exact dm so i don't misquote you or anything like that and um let me let me yeah, see i got know. a lot of
2: stuff going on
1: yeah you said um okay here it is it says uh hi governor Pr- pritzer is politicizing COVID 19 to try to hold our kids hostage for federal money is not only the blue state where this is occurring, children used as pawns in a political game running up the election. This affects their ability to compete for academic and athletic scholarships, especially in minority communities in Cook County College like Chicago. Meanwhile, the governor's daughter is competing in her sport across state lines, violating his own draconian COVID restrictions. There are several governors who are doing this stuff. Cuomo was one of them. Yes, he is. Uh, I've done my research and there are millions of kids in the blue states affected and uh parents are breaking a point trying to be heard we need a platform so before we get into feminism i want to address that mm-hmm. and, and and see what your concerns are with that can you can you talk to that point
2: yeah very timely because um so funny story um after that i guess it was after maybe it was before this um i got a, a i was in a group on facebook and they invited me to come out to a rally to do just like a supportive role to help them kind of keep the speakers in order. And we were doing a rally to try to open, you know, get awareness to open the schools because our schools, we haven't started school yet at all. This school year we've been completely remote. And um so I showed up at the rally and I ended up talking to one of the rally organizers named Jacqueline Cook. She's great. Um she uh asked me if I would speak at the rally. So um she put me third in line and and I had to have my hair done, didn't look cute or anything but um i had a lot of passion behind the purpose and so i stood up at the podium and there was lots of news uh people there and all of that stuff and i gave a little speech unprepared no notes uh but i spoke from my heart and um so at the end of the day i got home from this rally and there was like 15 speakers and everyone was amazing okay. for some weird reason the the news stations decided to use my video and before you knew it, it was me all over all of the local stations, and then on Fox and Friends. The next morning, someone called me and said, "You were on Fox and Friends." Um, you know, just a snippet, a video of me with my hand in the air going, "Ah!" You know. Okay. But anyway, it was kind of kind of funny because uh, what are the odds? You know, yeah. of me, you know, getting. So the the, my, the point of all of this is that um you know I'm from Texas. Yep. So this whole you know. Democrat governor that we have is just, he blows my mind all the time with the things that he does and says. And mainly he comes out and he does press conferences and says things like, well, because of the science, we've decided we're gonna do X, Y, and Z. But he doesn't explain the science or tell what the science is or who the source of the data is or any of that. He's just making these unilateral decisions which I find to always line up politically. Now, if you think about it, so, Kids have been online. They were just about to start the younger kids this week. Actually, today would have been the day. Um, school board uh, sent out like a, a like a robocall last night and said, "Never mind. We have some COVID cases that are concerning, so we're not going to go back to school." So everybody was all you you know all freaking out and sending each other messages. And then, wouldn't you know, the very next day, the governor comes out and says. These certain counties, which happen to be kind of leaning red in a very blue state, um, are not doing well with COVID. So we're getting ready to go back to some COVID lockdowns, phase three, for the next, you know, so so, for so long. And um, it's crazy. Like our kids haven't done sports. They haven't had a school. They're staring at a screen all day, every day. And all of the states around us now, listen, I mean, not kidding, I'm not exaggerating. Every state around us, so they, we call it the island of Illinois. Everybody's been in school. Everybody's been, you know, good at getting back into life. And um, we have the lowest positivity rate so the best COVID numbers, but the most strict guidelines. We're number 47th in um, how advanced we've come since wow. the beginning of COVID, 47th. Wow. So if you can imagine my frustration not only on behalf of me and my family, but we're doing okay. I have a, I'm very fortunate, you know, but there's a lot of single parents, low-income families, people that are really struggling through this and they just keep changing, moving the goalposts and everybody is upside down, trying to figure out what to do with their kids. And it's a terrible situation. And I don't see, I, I feel like two weeks before the election, you know, oh, the irony of, Uh, And I actually told my husband this a few days or a few weeks ago. I said, watch, two weeks before the election, right? When everybody's getting amped up to vote, he's going to lock it down again. Sure enough.
1: Uh, Called you.
2: Catherine Catherine been told you. (laughs) I've been told you this was going to happen. And sure enough, it did. So, yeah, there's a lot of very angry, very frustrated, very confused. And, you know, we're up against a lot. There's a group of people, you know, I call them the sanctum mommies, you know, that, Every time you want to say, you know, I'm frustrated, I'm upset. I don't like what's going on. They come in and, you know, oh, you want everyone to die. You just don't care about grandma. You know, you know, all that Yeah. manipulative talk. And it's really frustrating because these people are afraid. They don't want to put their kids back in school and they've literally sent emails to the district saying, well, it's not fair. It's other people's kids go back to school in person because then they'll have a better experience at school. And it will still be in a lockdown, and that won't be fair. That's not equitable. I mean, can you imagine?
0: Right, right.
2: Don't, you know, stay at home if you don't want to go out. Uh, But anyway, I'm not insensitive. I I don't think COVID is a hoax. I definitely understand there's issues, but I also believe in common sense and looking the data up yourself instead of getting spoon-fed like baby food, all of these, you know, sketchy facts. From different news stations, so it's getting me really stressed out mm-hmm. and annoyed. But this too shall pass, and we'll get through it. um That was the segue to the feminism because I had a lot of women uh, attacking me and using a lot of kind of feminist lingo and tricks and things to try to make me feel bad okay about you know my position and that kind of thing. So I thought, well, maybe we could talk about that.
1: Mm. So yeah, yeah, that's
2: why we're here, right? Uh,
1: it's it's been very. You, it's been. What do you think? Yeah, it's been very frustrating. Um, I know Uncle Hotep has been uh, quite frustrated with the lockdown and yeah, Mm -hmm. and his daughter and getting back to school. And I agree with you. A lot of this stuff is very much anti-science. And it's, you know, you would think it would be you versus the state, you versus the establishment, you versus the politicians but it's you versus the sancta mommies. Right. And it's like, it's like it's fine. crazy.
2: And the sancta daddies are popping in it too with their, you know, opinions, you know.
1: Yeah. And it's fine that people have their opinions, but tell me if I'm wrong here, it seems like they leave no room for you to have yours.
2: Correct. That's the frustration. We can both be, we can both have what we, what we believe is right for our families and for our kids, the issue arises when you judge someone else for a decision that they make for their own family. And not only do you judge them, but you do it vocally and then you scold them and shame them and um, use manipulative language to, make, to try to shut them up. Mm. And, um, you know, oh, we're so disappointed in the people in our community who are bashing teachers, which no one in our group was ever doing. We love our teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love the, the administrators in the school you know, our principals, like all these people are really good people. The school board, on the other hand, don't get me started with that, with those votes. But, um, you know, we've got, you know, Democrat candidates pushing for office right now, getting, getting money from the teachers union, getting money from the state, from a kind of a, well, the guy's under FBI investigation, his name is Madigan, he's sending money to one of our school board members, she's running for office she did not recuse herself from any of these decisions. Like it's a, I, I find it to be very, it's like tangled spaghetti. Mm. It's a big mess. And, um, I don't know how we got here, but mm. there we are.
1: Mm. Man. Okay. Let's segue into the feminism. How does the feminism relate to all of this? Obviously with the sanctimonious and their jargon, but elaborate on that.
2: Right. Okay. It's kind of a strange way I got to it, but so, there was people having this big conversation, you know, and I find these women are very um you know they're very aggressive in their speech, and they're very condescending and arrogant, mm. some of them yes and but if you go after them if you're a guy, if one of them if one of them dads goes after the women, then they clutch the pearls, and it's oh you you, you can't talk to a woman like that how how dare you speak to me? in this manner, it's, you know, oh, you know, bring on the fainting couch, you know, or whatever. And it just really started to tick me off. It's like, how can you go from you're being the aggressor, you're being, you know, rude and obnoxious. And, and then all of a sudden someone challenges you on facts and and kind of puts you into a corner and then you're going to throw out the woman card.
0: Mm. Oh, you
2: can't talk to me like that. I'm a woman. And it just started me down this path where, I thought, you know, this happens to me a lot. I confront people on Twitter or whatever, when I find them being hypocritical about this issue. Okay. And in this case, I found it to be very hypocritical to get into a verbal, you know, tennis match on Facebook about your opinion. And then if a man comes in and calls you out, it's, it's mansplaining or it's, you know, he, that's what, it, that was what, it, that was what set me off. It's, oh now you're here to mansplain to me so you can't explain anything to a woman if you're a guy or you're mansplaining Mm. it's such a cop out of epic proportions and so it it took me down the rabbit hole and then i ended up talking to someone else on twitter the following day and it was the same thing they were off going on about vice president pence and how he was mansplaining to kamala harris and poor kamala you know she she deserves better than the, him being such a misogynist. And I thought, why is she falling back on that? She's a strong woman. She's the attorney general of California. Why didn't she speak up and say, hold on, I don't need anybody defending me. Right. Nobody's mansplaining to me, but no, she doubled down on it and acted like a victim. Mm. And I'm, I'm like, how do we have, how will we come to this fork in the road where feminism and misogyny and, you know, toxic masculinity are all these subjects. But as soon as a woman gets hot under the collar and gets you know her butt handed to her in an argument by a guy they play the woman card mm. oh you can't talk to me that way oh you're mansplaining you're man interrupting me or whatever <laughs> ridiculous terms that they pop out uh and it's just it's, it's to me it's an insult as a woman mm. to say if i was going to go up like you and i we talk and some, there've been times when we've talked or you've said, Catherine, no, I don't believe that. I think that's BS. I think what, what, what I think is X, Y, and Z, and I don't get upset. I'm not a wilting flower. Yes. I just take it. I take it like a man.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Be careful now. <laughs>
2: All right. Wait a minute. Yeah. I'm not a yeah. Patriarchy. I'm going, I'm in the dangerous water there, but anyway, it's, it, it just got me thinking about i'm raising a daughter i see other people raising their daughters and i find this dichotomy between equality and equity as a woman yet you can't talk to her like that or push her around like that she's Mm -hmm. a woman even in politics you know these women are in in positions of power and yet as soon as anybody corners them in such a way that it they feel you know like they've been bested in some way, that's when it usually pops out Yes, is, oh, you're being misogynistic to me. It's sexism because I don't like what you're saying. You're hurting my feelings. So it's sexism. And I, I, ca- I just call BS on that. And I think it's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm, Do you
2: see that happening?
1: I'm, I'm so elated that we're having this conversation. Um, I feel optimistic about the outlook of our country that you're one of the people ready to come in front of a camera, come on a platform and express these problems because I can't do it, right? Because it would be mansplaining and man interrupting and all of that. Right. But when another woman right. speaks up and, 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 and speaks against the mob, this is very, very important. And I think people need to right. support you and people like you, but I see it, you know, like I'm on this app clubhouse. Oh, you know, and, uh, you know, I try to stick to the capitalism rooms and economics rooms, but they have other rooms that are mostly liberal dominated. And these people are very rude and they don't have any room for dissenting opinions. And as soon as a dissenting opinion comes out, they play the victim
2: card. Right. Yes. They're intolerant of debate of any kind. Yes. And they have a, it's an invisible fence that you're not allowed to cross or you get slapped down it's like an electrical invisible fence as soon as you touch it you know they come at you and um and and i i'm about taking it down because as a woman i'm offended by uh people using feminism or sexism to shut down male opinions because Mm. i have two sons i want them to be heard um but uh, but um I don't know. I, I'm going to read you this. I saw some in a book can, that I can. I, can I just oh, interrupt sure, before ahead.
1: you read that. Here's the Man danger. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs>
2: no, yeah, go for it. Um, go for it. Go for it.
1: I think this is dangerous waters because there are legitimate gripes that women have. Oh yeah. Um, just recently yeah. today. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this because of the algorithm, but uh the Biden's son, um, uh, his laptop was confiscated or Cuomo or whoever handed it over to Delaware state police because it contained underage girls pictures or something like that. Some sort of, uh, content that is, you know, of underage girls. Right. So that is a huge concern. Eliza blue, who'll be on my platform in a couple of weeks, um, was trafficked, uh, was, was a victim of human trafficking? Uh, and she advocates for human right. trafficking. Right. And Right. She deals with a lot of hate. You know, people have wished death on her and so on and so mm-hmm. forth. And it's like, these are the real problems that we need to face when it comes to women. Yes. And they've minimized women's problems to, oh, right. how a man speaks to me. And I'm like, that's the least of your concern,
0: right?
2: Right, exactly. You hit the nail on the head. It's, we, we're mired down in the minutiae and uh, and as we're busy you know battling about man spreading on the subway or other nonsense yeah. you know concepts and offenses the 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 huge issues are just passing us by yes and um it it makes me nuts because like you said there are i'll give you a great example of this so i was several months ago i was uh, i came across a, something on twitter where there was this kind of a cohort of men um that were uh muslim or i think i don't remember i guess they were in a tribunal and they were you know hitting this woman and um yelling at her and her she had like taken her head scarf off and anything anyway uh-huh. i said I, I i retweeted this and i said attention you know radical feminists this is what we should be addressing when we, there's there's you know domestic violence issues where men are literally you know and I you know because of my history and my dysfunctional childhood I'm a victim of you know domestic violence and mm. sexual assault
0: I'm sorry I have these
2: things in my you know in my in my past so you know I know that all men don't do those things but some men do yes and um but then again there's some women who engage in domestic abuse too but they sometimes they skate because they're women, but that's another, you know, thing, but I hear what you're saying. And so anyway, in the midst of all of this, I was, I was going straight to the people who are constantly complaining about, you know, sexism. And I said, this is sexism. This is abuse. This is, you know, something that feminists should be up in arms about talking about all day, sex trafficking, these women who are being, you know, oppressed, uh, religiously oppressed, physically oppressed, And I cannot even tell you the amount of hate I got from women to tell me to stay in my lane. Um, This is a matter between these men and these women because it's their religion. Like finding ways to make excuses for the real stuff that matters. And then, you know, and then putting their little pink, you know, hat on (laughs) and marching around, you know, with signs. Yeah, and, and completely, you know, ignoring the elephant in the room, which is these women who are literally being beaten down and oppressed, who are fighting for their rights in these countries, and even in our own country and in, in some communities where they where there's a heavy population of people who are treating women like chattel, literally, mm. so you can't, they were coming at me and I was going back and I was saying, you know, don't tell me that you don't have rights as a woman in this country and then overlook what's going on right in front of your face that i just posted and 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 passing it off as though it were nothing because that is the height of hypocrisy and i just won't have it like i won't just let that go so Hmm. i hear what you're saying and i agree with you there are so many you know instances of actual you know abuse acts of, of violence and abuse and misogyny that are real yeah they're not microaggressions or you irritated me or you looked at me the wrong way or when you brushed past me in the hall you accidentally touched your butt to my butt ah you know <laughs>
0: who cares yeah
2: i mean come on let's was, get to the nitty-gritty
1: i was at a startup once and i want you to read that story after this comment but i was at a startup no no worries and uh my female co-worker who was a feminist um, it was a God awful time working there. She, uh, was pouring a beer. We worked at a WeWork. She's pouring a beer and she came back complaining said, Oh my God, this guy was trying to tell me how to pour my beer. And she was so offended. I'm just like, you know, in my head, I'm like, you're mad because he was trying to help you with your beer. <laughs> right?" Like,
0: Yeah.
1: Right. They are a very toxic group.
2: Yeah. Go ahead. Same girl. Had she gone into the kitchen and couldn't get the pickle jar open. Who was she going to call? a man of course because the pickle jar is the perfect you know example of women who i i am a woman i can do all things i can do it better than men blah 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 and then it's like ooh, ooh, honey you know i can't i get can't get the steps so high enough honey you know it's women wanting to be men is not feminism
0: women,
1: women wanting to and be men, men, men are
2: created the way
1: it uh, yeah. is not feminism. That's a tweet right there, y'all. Tweet that out. Catherine Queen. Uh, I almost called you Queensbury. <laughs> um,
2: Queen, of, Queen of Kingsbury.
1: Queen of Kingsbury. Yeah. It, uh, women trying to act like men is not feminism. Oh, that's wonderful.
2: Thank you. That is the truth. You know, that's what I feel. It's feminism. Feminists trying to um, assimilate into the patriarchy. Um, are they really feminists or are they just
0: Mm. women
2: who have been pulled into the system and all of a sudden now they're enjoying all of the same, you know, I guess, you know, privileges and, and things that are affiliated with that. Are they, have, are they breaking the patriarchy or are they just like, enjoying the, you know, the fruits of the labor of getting where they've gone? Does that Mm. make sense? I didn't, I didn't say that. Well, I think, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, we don't, we want to be, if you want to be a man and live in a man's world, then how are you taking down the patriarchy? <laughs> That's just you hanging out in the patriarchy and kind of liking it there.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, you know,
1: they want to control the patriarchy. It's
2: all about, yeah, about power. It's about power. Yeah. So let, let's hear and, that um, piece
1: you wanted to read. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. This, this was um, something that I saw in an in a article that I thought was really interesting. It says feminists are often intolerant of debate. They are scolds and demean women with traditional values as weak and ignorant and even harmful to the cause. It's often an intolerant ideology that represses freedom. Radical feminism permeates academia and teaches women to be victims instead of being empowered. What's the point of this exercise?
0: Mm. Mm. Who wrote that?
2: Um, I have to, I have to go back and I'll attribute it. It was a book review that I read okay. um, that I thought was really interesting. Mm. And, um, I, but I, I wrote it down because it sort of, here's the thing. I'm not busting on feminists who are after equality and equal pay for equal work yeah. and, um, e- but I am, I'm calling to the carpet, the people who are wanting equal outcomes without equal, you know, contribution.
0: Mm.
2: So you don't get to have what everybody else has, if you haven't done the work and put in the time. Mm. And, and, you know, there's just so many things that, that feminists are complaining about uh, on. So, I I mean, I've, I can't even tell you how many times I've seen on Twitter, women who are so weak minded that they literally believe that they are oppressed in America (laughs) and they don't have rights they don't have equal rights and if you ask them pointedly would you just be specific and explain to me one right that you don't have that your male counterparts do it's like there's a glitch in the matrix (laughs) you know they can't come up with anything there isn't anything to come up with and yet uh there's just this uh scorn and the condescension that happens when you tell people, I stay home with my kids, I'm a wife to my husband. It's like, oh, you know, it's kind of like the Amy Coney Barrett. You know, I've seen a lot of that going on with this Supreme Court nominee. I don't know if you've seen any of the, did you watch any of the yeah. hearings? Yeah, I, I,
1: uh, I, I caught some clips and um, I did about an hour one day just to kind of get her vibe. But yeah, I, I've been sort of following.
2: Yeah. yeah. So that her, her what's wrong with her, according to the feminists, is well, well, she just it's like she just can't, you know, she's just blown blown up the whole thing because mm. she's 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 supposedly submissive to her husband and she can't do anything and she's a they trotted out their handmade tail costumes again, you know, like they did yeah. with Kavanaugh and you know walked yeah. around with their handmade you know tail costumes. And it's like, how is that appropriate? When you, hear you are, you know, you've got the, this woman who has, you know, she's top of her class at Notre Dame Law School. She's a powerhouse. She's a mom, she's in, She's adopted two children from Haiti. She's making, she's that doing it all, you know, kind of thing. And she's got a supportive husband that really he's working too, he's an attorney. Like they really are making that, making it work. And here she is nominated to a Supreme Court uh justice and they're finding a way to demean her because she doesn't fit the narrative.
1: Mm. and and, uh, and and there's not a how single destructive feminist is that and there's not a single feminist to come to her side.
2: Not one. Not because one. They think that she's after their abor- abortion. Right. Like, and nobody even really knows that. That's an mm-hmm. assumption they're making that she would come in and repeal Roe versus Wade and then there what would we do with our free de- abortion on demand? And I feel it's bizarre, uh, the feminist uh, relationship to their womanhood, because women have the ability to bear children, right? Yes. And I think in some ways, feminism teaches that that's going to hold you back. Mm. If you get pregnant and you are in a relationship and you raise your child, you won't be able to go take on the world and have that corporate job or be that senator or be that. And it's as though the other things don't matter anymore, like this, like raising your child. Uh, and, you know, it's like the best job in the world, you know, being with your children and being with them every day informing their life and informing them of your values and all of that stuff. As though that's a negative now. If you're doing that, then you've, you know, sold out
0: mm-hmm. and
2: you're, you know, you're screwing up the movement and you're, you know, I don't know, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. Does your wife, you, What does your wife think about this kind of stuff? Are you allowed to speak on her behalf?
1: Uh, You know, my wife's a shopper. You know, the, the, the main thing she's thinking about is shopping. But when we do have these, <laughs> <laughs> when we do have these discussions, she's usually like in alignment with you, right? Like when I, when she hears some of this stuff, like maybe, you know, from one of my shows that she's like, yo, what the hell is that lady talking about? She's like, I don't agree with none of that, you know? She thinks uh, she thinks these people. She doesn't even understand it because she doesn't live in this world. She doesn't see it. She's not on Twitter like that, Um, right? So she. But when she does come across it, she's very much in alignment with you and I, and she's just like, right. like what did that lady just say? Like, oh, tell her to shut up. <laughs> you know, like that's what my lady.
2: Is. Right, right. Well, I have an interesting anecdote to tell you. So we moved here from Texas. Now we're in a different area now in Texas. I, you know, in the south. Women are feminine, I love my femininity. I love my you know I love my accessories, I love my hair. I like to you know I love being feminine mm-hmm. and and i and I'd be honest with you, like let's be real, okay being feminine is powerful yeah. in and of itself right. you know trying to erase that from yourself to be more like a man is not going to give you power. It's just right. gonna frustrate you and make you angry. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what it looks like anyway to me. Uh, not everyone. I'm not painting with a broad brush. I'm just saying. Um, so um, I've stayed, I've stayed home with my kids. Thank the Lord. I've been able to be with my kids since they were little. And yes, it is boring sometimes. And yes, it is, you know, not glamorous sometimes, right. but it's the best thing I've ever done. It's the best work I've probably will ever do in my life. So important. is being a mother to my children and a, a wife to my husband who, by the way, I don't want to compete with you right. know he's yeah. him and i'm me and i we don't need to compete i don't need to go do you know or we're not going to go do plank competitions and you know try to out you know deadlift each other right. that's not we play in our own you know sandbox but um so we moved up here and my daughter was in i guess she was in 7th grade and she got this project assigned to her to um to write about a career that she felt was fulfilling and what she wanted to do when she got older. So she wrote this big thing about me and she made a poster with all these cool little cutouts from magazines. And it was all about motherhood and how my mom is powerful and she's smart and she knows how to fix things because I am like very mechanically inclined. I can tinker nice. around and fix stuff, you know? Okay. And, um, you know, so my, my, um, my daughter held me up as her hero in my, jo- in my job that I do and she took it to school with pride and came home at the end of the day in tears because her project was rejected by her female teacher who told her being a mother is not a job and it is not a, it's not a it's not a career and um, I'm not accepting that because your mom is your mom, but all moms are moms. And she, she said, no, my mom stays home all day and does her job like a, your job. And the lady got really ticked at her and just said, no, zero. So wow. I guess you could imagine that me and my Texan self marched right into the school the next day and we sorted that out and uh, my <laughs> daughter got a grade on Let's her project. let go, day. mom. But, <laughs> but, but I will say that um, that's the kind of thing that girls are being taught, that you don't have value if you're a wife and a mother, a homemaker. A volu- I mean, I volunteer so much of my time. I've built floats for the parade. I've raised money for... All of these organizations. I've worked my rear end off being a mom, mm. so I don't want some feminist, you know, woman from my child's school telling me that my job is irrelevant mm. or to demean me and tell my daughter in front of my daughter that what I do doesn't have enough value and that it's a zero. Mm. And so, yeah, we didn't we didn't get a zero.
1: Your job. We
2: didn't get a hundred, but we didn't get a hundred. We didn't get a zero.
1: Your job is more important than any job in this world, period, I agree with that. period. I've seen, cause I, you know, I'm a stay at home dad, um, you know, I'm home here and my lady works from home too. So I can't really say, you know, like that, but I see a big difference in the, in the fact that we spend so much time with our kids as opposed to how some of the other kids behave. And the more time you spend with right. your kids, the, the better they, they come out And and the teacher, she wants to, she wants to raise your children. You know, that's the problem. She wants, she wants to control yes. how your daughter lives your life. But, but her, the, the, yes. the teacher's job is, is oh, I'm disgusted by that story. I'm so upset about that. that's, that's terrible. That she would even have the audacity yeah. to do that.
2: No, but we turned it into a learning experience in which I told her that there will be people in your life. See, this is the ultimate feminism to me. There will be people in your life that tell you things that you know, in your heart are not true right and they don't line up with your values they don't line up with your family traditions and you are to reject those things outright that doesn't mean you don't listen and that you don't give the person respect to tell you what their opinion is but when you're um in when your internal you know when your conscience fires off a warning shot pay attention Mm. and um your values are your values don't let anyone talk you out of them and um It's it's been a it's it's been a little bit of a weird ride coming from a a a southern state where we prayed at the school and you know the there was a lot of stay home moms and we all just kind of respected each other and you know did you know cranked it out and did the grind every day and you know pick up lines and soccer you know football cheer whatever Mm -hmm. Um, there was there when you came when I came up here to Chicago there is definitely a, a, sometimes not with everyone. A lot of people are, there's a lot of stay home moms in Chicago. So don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of people who are just kind of like, Oh, so you don't work. Oh, but did you go to college? Did you, did you want to do anything other than being a mom? And it's like, I did do things other than being a mom. And then I became a mom and then it became all about my kids because wow. I only have one shot at this and, um, I had a consulting company before I was a mom and I have a, a custom apparel business that I started once my kids got older. So I'm not just a mom, but, but the most important thing that I am is a mother to my children and a wife to my husband and no, you know, screeching harpy, you know, on Twitter is going to, you know, back me down from that, you know, truth.
1: Right. So, right, right, right.
2: Can I say barking harpy? Right <laughs> out without me even. I have no gate. I have no gate. There's no filter, no filter. You don't need no sorry filter on
1: this platform.
2: I, there's a screeching harpy out there who was offended by that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
2: super sorry.
1: They'll be all right. Um, <laughs> do you find that feminism is more about attacking men than it is about protecting women? Wow, that's an
2: awesome question i think it's a two-edged sword i think it's a great weapon to wield in this society when you can't quite make it one way then you can attack everybody you know i i, I guess what i i would say is mostly it's it's more about building yourself up by tearing others down mm. so you have to everything is a man's fault uh and then everything else is the woman who doesn't line up and fall in line with the uh, in walk and lockstep with the ideology of feminism, not feminism. I don't have a big problem with feminism. It's the postmodern radical left feminism where we are tearing each other down and not allowing discourse and demeaning one another and that kind of thing that I have a big problem with so I, I think it's both, and I think that it's used you know incidentally and you know and you know and, and situationally to to shut people up and to make them, you know, to make them fit your narrative. Mm. And I think for way too long, we've allowed it. We've had the Gloria Steinems and the Margaret Meads and all of these women tell us how we are supposed to feel about being women and tell us how victimized we are. And then we're supposed to, you know, be mad about it.
0: Mm.
2: And I'm not gonna walk through my life being angry at being a woman. I'm grateful for my, you know, for my role as being a woman. I don't feel like I'm less than anyone. I never felt that way until someone told me I should. Mm. Of course I said no, I don't. I'm not that doesn't line up with my values. And um it irritates people who want me to agree with it. I do not I I do not want people telling my my boys that they are there's something wrong with them because they're male mm. and that that they are bad people because they're men and that those things that are in their DNA that are written in there by their creator to be and to do the behaviors that they engage in and the way that they talk and the things that they say that are in them, I'm not gonna have some woman beating my kids down and trying to take, beat their masculinity out of them and make them feel like there's something wrong with them. That's not acceptable. And I feel like more moms, more women need to stand up to this ideology. Not, I don't care what other people do with their lives. That's what that they want to go do what they want to go do. That's cool with me. Right. But what I don't want is them trying to impose their ideology on me and mine.
0: Mm. So, yeah, let's let's talk,
1: let's talk about beat. the let's talk about the boys, right? Because this yeah. is creating a dangerous world for young boys and young men, and setting them up for mm-hmm. a lot of things like false accusations and so on and so forth, and. And Mm -hmm. for example, like, like I said, I was, you know, in some of these liberal chat rooms and it seemed like the women wanted men to just worship them. Right. Um, where I'll give you an example. Uh, A guy said he started up a company, him and his homies. And he said he uh, went out and sought out, uh, some black women to join his team. Uh, and the, the woman responded and she said, you know, it's great that you did that, but y'all need to include us from the beginning. And I'm just like, like if him and his homies got together and came up with an idea and, 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 and launched the idea, like, you know, it's so hard to get business going. You're not even thinking about, you know, like, oh, let's include, you're not thinking about activism, right? But after you kind of get things going, you're like, hey, wait, we have a moment to like stop and breathe here. You know, let's think about activism. And, you know, it, and 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 then he was cucked, like he was completely cucked. He's like, "Oh yeah, I'm sorry, you know, blah 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 blah." I'm like, "Yo, know what you apologizing mm-hmm. for?" So they're they're they're, they're creating right. a space where men won't be allowed to be men.
2: Correct. Even my own son who's 16. What happened last year? I said something to him about getting involved in a project, and he said, "Well, there's a lot of girls there, and I feel like that my role is to just be quiet and listen." Mm. And I said, "Who told you that?" And he's like, well, I just know it's the best thing to do is just to be quiet and listen because men's opinions are not wanted in that kind of an environment. Mm. And I was just like gutted. And I said, no, that's not your, yes, your opinion absolutely is wanted and needed. And if anyone tries to tell you different, well then, you know, they're wrong. And I feel like there's this, there's this moral high ground that, that women have that are in this ideology that they, are the be-all end-all moral authority of who says what when and how they make up rules as they go along this intersectionality and all of these things that that you know that women's studies are you know teaching young minds and it's like i feel like we need to uh, eliminate this moral halo you know that they've got going on um take take it off their heads and and don't give them so much power to impose their moral authority on everyone based on an ideology that not everybody agrees with. And honestly, it's it's I see a lot of um, American women with this kind of attitude. If you go around the world and you look and see how other women are living their lives, mm. I find it to be the height of arrogance to walk around like a victim in the United States of America complaining about there are a lot in life as women. When you look around you and you see what other women are dealing with in the world, it's the height of absurdity, in my opinion. And they have no moral high ground to look down on us, you know, deplorable, you know, women with our husbands and our children and our, you know, SUVs and, you know, and all of that and, and, and act as though we're the problem and that we're doing something wrong. And then trying to silence my son or silence our, our young men it doesn't matter if they're black men or white men or indian men like it doesn't matter it's men have a role in this in this society that's hugely important men are great leaders men are uh, very you know caste oriented men have their their way about them that's super useful and women have their way about them that are super useful we are always better together and we're always better when we allow each other to be ourselves but now we have all of this new stuff coming in where even I, I get tickled that women being so, you know, so focused on being women that they don't even realize that men are coming in and starting to be women too. Now they're, and they're inviting it in. Men are beginning are coming into women's sports uh, and I get an amen. Amen. Women are, men are coming in, men are coming into women's sports and beating them all at their own game. And the women feminists are like, clapping like seals, oh, this is so great. And I'm like, what are you doing? How is this empowering women to allow men who have transitioned into women's sports and then clap about it as though it's some big accomplishment for women when all it does is set women back and take them out of the race. Mm-hmm. It's, it's Up is down, down is up. I can't with it, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna pretend like that's okay, It's not okay
1: yeah um, young
2: women need ambassadors that are women that are that understand this kind of stuff, yeah. I
1: was That's uh, my opinion. I was on Twitter the other day, and you know they in in the black liberal community, they're talking about black men need to do a better job protecting black mm-hmm. women, and black women are victims of domestic violence at the hands of black men. and then there was this viral video, and uh yeah, this man um had broken into uh, I believe his ex's house and she was videotaping him and he stole her keys and walked out and make a long story short I started you know looking through the thread to look at the comments and get some context for the video and uh the man had two scars below his breast area and I said whoa this was a transition this is someone who transitioned from a female uh- to a male but you know okay. what was missing accountability there was no uproar saying hey this was wrong because that person was trans right. they were protected and I'm like S- this so so the rules change if you're not Bushed. a natural biological male so I love the right. point that you brought up because that's it's a very slippery slope that we're sliding. it
2: it is a slippery slope but I think it's something that needs to be addressed Head on, Mm. without uh, like, because I have nothing but sympathy for someone who is in that situation. It's it's got to be devastating uh, mindset or way of living to feel that way in your own body, and Mm. I have nothing but sympathy for that. Um, But I also, you know, I, I get a little bit sort of gobsmacked by all of the believe the science, listen to the experts, believe the science, listen to the experts from one side of the aisle except when it comes to this other stuff we're trying to push through that isn't really scientific. Uh You know, it's like, I mean, are we gonna believe the science and the experts? Are we gonna make up our own rules as we go along, as it fits the narrative, as we're, it's like a snowball rolling downhill. I I want people to be well. I want them to be treated well. I want them to be treated with respect. But on the other hand, if my child is at a track meet, if my daughter is at a track meet, She's worked her butt off all of these years, and she goes, you know, and then she goes into this meet, and then there's a guy comes that's six foot one, and he's, you know, she, whatever, pumped up, and runs circles around all the women. At what are we teaching women? Mm. What are we saying to them? You aren't even, even men are even better at being women than women. You know, I mean, let's just be honest it's it's one thing to be sympathetic to someone's plight which i am right. and i believe that they should be able to run and i believe they should be able to race that they should be able to race with other transgendered um people so that it, it's a fair fight yeah. and a fair race that's my belief what you know my opinion worth what you paid for it yeah. but it's i feel like that issue is listen to the science let's be you know scientific about this and i'm like well if we're scientific about it then Obviously, they have someone has a different bone structure and a different center of gravity and different muscle mass and different you know abilities that are obvious. Like you this is why when we go to the Olympics, we have women's weightlifting and men's weightlifting right, 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 right. yeah,
0: yeah.
2: how was exactly. a woman ever going to make it in men's weightlifting?
1: I, I think you brought up a point that I'm going to steal, right? It's like, oh, uh, we have to follow the science with wearing these masks, but when it comes to that issue, you know, I don't want to say, but when yeah. it comes to that issue, all of a sudden, oh, science is bullshit. It's like, no, you're like either <laughs> science is real or it's not. Y'all can't just pick you're and cherry
2: chew. picking, cherry picking the science, yeah, to fit your narrative, which is dishonest and hypocritical. And I think we all need to start being brave about calling out things that are hypocritical and don't make sense and all just right. say that's hypocritical and doesn't make sense that what's what you're afraid of is you're afraid of getting pounded by the outrage mom and um and they come at you they'll come at you fast and hard and call you names and try to deplatform you and get you reported and I've been through all of that, you know, but I just can't be scared of that anymore mm. you can't bow down to those people because mm. the more it's like a bully the more you bow down the more power they have and the more they mm-hmm. you know harass you this- that's been my I want to say,
1: I want to talk about male feminists. Right. And I have a story to tag along with this. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so That's good. to me, male feminists are the most dangerous type of feminists and they're not you know, dangerous to us. They're actually dangerous to other women. And I'm not going to say all male feminists cause that would be wrong of me, but there is a, a, a percentage of, or a portion of male feminists who are rapists. I'll just come out and say it, who will sexually abuse women. And they they are wolf in sheep's clothing and they take on this facade of a feminist because that's the only way they know how to be around women, how to get attention from women um, and wow. play that simp role. So the story goes like this. The feminist uh, had a party or somebody close to the feminist. Had a, some male had a party and he was, you know, uh, an ally of the feminist, male feminist. And at this party, a woman was raped. Uh, by this gentleman, and it, it leaked to Twitter uh, with uh, a whole lot of proof and evidence. And don't you know that the feminists, well, first of all, they were forced to confront this, right? They were forced to say, okay, yes, I knew about this because they had been quiet for some time. And it was just disgusting that they were willing to hide this incident of a woman being mm-hmm. raped at this party because it was one of their own because it was one of the people who was their ally and they spent all this time right. calling everybody else rapists and rape culture but as soon as one of their mm-hmm. own was found as rapist, they were quick to mm-hmm. hide so you know male feminists to me are the most dangerous men to women
2: right well it's funny you brought up that and i agree with that a hundred percent because really it's not your, it's not your battle, not your place, you know, Mm. that's my opinion, Mm. you know, fight for your own stuff, but stop taking on other people's. And women, women want to fight for their own rights. Why do they want men in there as allies fighting for their rights when what they're trying to do is separate themselves from men in the fight?
0: Mm.
2: I find that strange. You brought up the party scenario, which brought up another anecdotal thing that, that I was talking to a friend about the other day, with regard to women and the, you know, we're, we're women, we're, we're doing our own thing, you know, don't, you know, mess with us, but Mm -hmm. the college culture. So I have a son in college now, since I talked to you last, he's in Colorado living his best life. And um, we've had to have some talks about, you know, getting into these situations and things like that, where the rules are different. Um, So back in the day, many, many years ago, um, if you were, if you went to a party and you've been drinking and a guy went to a party and they've been drinking and something happened and you ended up in the morning doing, God forbid, the walk of shame, mm-hmm. that was on you. Right. You shouldn't have been drinking that much. You should have, you know, you have to take, be re- accountable for your own actions, your own, re- be responsible for your own behavior. And, but now, as I'm hearing it, um, if my, if not my son, he doesn't drink, but like if a kid, a boy is drinking, and a girl is drinking and they have the same level of impairment they have two different levels of responsibility right now in the world that we live in so if a man and a woman have a have a thing going and the woman regresses the next day and says well i didn't give my consent it's automatically the guy's fault mm. but to me it doesn't make any logical sense that if you and the guy are at the same level of being impaired, and he doesn't really can't really consent either if he's in the same boat you're in, and you can't really consent because you're too drunk. But you still did something you shouldn't have, and you're both responsible for being you're you know doing the wrong thing and making you know or whatever if the right thing. It's not me to judge. But this whole thing of saying the next day as a woman, well, I didn't give my consent because I was too drunk, so that's rape, is absurdity. And it's very scary to raise men, young men, in this environment where women are taught. And now, to me, this is, is, is antithetical to women's empowerment to tell a woman you're a victim if you make a bad decision and you, and you do something dumb or irresponsible. You're the, always going to be the victim in this scenario, no matter what, because you're a girl. How is that feminine Feminism and how is that empowering women to give them an out or a pass if that kind of situation comes up? Do you see what I mean? I find yeah. that very bizarre.
0: Yeah. What do you that's, think of that?
2: Am I off, it, am I off base?
1: No, no. Um, it's sticky, though. It's very sticky. I know. Right? Um, I
2: know. Yeah. I think and I guess it I depends think, on the circumstances.
1: But. Yeah, there's a lot of nuance and particulars of each incident, right? But there are guys who purposely get a girl drunk for the purpose of knowing that she's going to lower her defenses and not make the right decisions, right? right? But then there are women who go out and get drunk too, because they want to have, they want to fornicate, right? And it's like, how do we, how do we judge these situations, right? Yeah, it's very dicey. Yeah. You know, it's like, how do we judge these?
2: Yeah. But it it boils down to personal accountability and responsibility, which I find very lacking in the society that Mm. we live in now. And as parents, we have to do better. We have to teach our kids personal accountability and responsibility. It's you do what's right for you and keep your wits about you, and that's not gonna happen. And yes, I know that I'm not not talking about date rape drugs. I'm not talking about that kind of thing. That's a different situation altogether. But I am talking about being responsible for your own behavior and, um, don't expect someone else to bail you out of a, of a situation that you've gotten yourself into. If you're a, you know, co-conspirator in the, anyway, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just so I just find it strange that women are supposed to be empowered and yet you're supposed to be treated with kid gloves. Like, like, I feel like there's a, yeah, it's
1: like you get like a, all a, a of the strange... power with none of the responsibility and accountability.
2: That's what I was trying to say.
1: Yeah. 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 Yeah, that doesn't so, that doesn't And make decades
2: and decades and decades after after feminism started, are we better off than we were?
0: Hmm. Hmm. After feminism, are
1: we better off than we were? Um, I wouldn't I mean, are we tra- I think are we happier? I think that,
2: Are the children thriving. I mean,
1: Yeah, I there's a, there's, a, there's, there's, the, in yeah, there's different things that we have to measure about the society, right? And I think right. that there has been some sort of toxic locker room culture amongst men, right? And, and there oh, has yeah. been,
2: oh, definitely. And, you, no know, question.
1: you know, some of that has been checked, right? And, uh, we have to hold other men accountable and our friends accountable about how they talk Absolutely. to women and, and how we view women, right? And, me raising right. boys I'm very particular about how they watch me interact with their mother and other women um you know and, and right. have that level of respect um so in some ways it's gotten better in some ways things have gotten uh, a lot worse um yeah but you
0: know when it's you like said,
2: when you said space do you do you think that do you think it's a mistake to keep letting women into men's space? At not allowing men into women's space so men have kind of gotten chased out of their own space
1: like which space really
2: are you talking a about well like um you said locker room and it made me think about um, this is probably a very unpopular opinion um and I, it's not really an opinion it's just an observation which is like football perfect example when I used to watch football it was like that was where men were men and men were doing man things and the guys were talking about football on the sidelines and the guys were and then suddenly it was like well we have to watch what we say because we have women reporters in the locker room and then it was women on the sidelines talking to the players and interviewing them and and it's like i I feel like women are more and more wanting to be in men's space Mm. to be to feel equal to be Mm. in the men's space but where do the men go when you chase them out of that space And Mm, then, mm. and where where where's their space? You're you're, it's like the the old fashioned, you know, like going into the study for cigars and brandy, you know. But the women are, you know, banging the door open and saying, "We want cigars and brandy too." (laughs) So it's like, where where do the men go for their space?
0: Yeah. Are
2: we just gonna keep going in like the blob and like permeating every male space so that they don't have a space of their own? is that is that is that what we want to
1: do that's a I think excellent that's an question that's an excellent idea um to spring broad off of i i you know that's something I hadn't thought about, and you're absolutely right they are taking away male spaces and like the locker room was our space too where we could just you know say sometimes some inappropriate things inappropriate things are said in movies and t v and comedy, mm-hmm. and it's just like we have to be PC in the locker room. And, and it's like, you know, that was our opportunity to kind of like let loose and, and, and
2: so that, be men and be men. Yeah.
0: Without,
2: you know, the, without the, the, uh, the eyes watching
0: yeah, and um,
2: listening, waiting but, and judging. Yeah. And there's
1: a super chat here from it's black star. Thank you very much. Uh, He says, shout out to Hotep Jesus and shout out to Catherine for coming on and providing an awesome perspective. Thank you. man. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, uh, connecting some and turning on some neurons in my brain right now. I love it. Love it. Awesome, awesome. Um, um, let's talk, uh, sex work. Right. So, mm. um, it seems like sex work and feminism, uh, have now come hand in hand and there's two stories I want to, uh, relate to this topic. One is the fact that, uh, Hugh Hefner was one of the big financiers of either first or second wave feminism. Um and yep. he, he, this is the guy that had Playboy, right? Hugh Hefner. The man, yeah. Yeah. Um and then now uh third wave feminism um is like pro sex work and and it's sad because it's affecting young girls, right? So for example, there's this new singer right. uh Malu uh Trevejo, I believe her name is pronounced and, uh, she just recently turned, uh, 18 and, um, the day after her 18th birthday, she goes to her Instagram and says, Hey guys, do you think I should, uh, open up an only fans account? Which means at the age of 17, mm. maybe even 16, she was thinking about exposing her body for cash. And it's like, is that what we're breeding for young women? And so some people spoke up and say, "Hey, yo, like that's not cool, Malu. You know, like stick to your singing. You know, do that." And the feminists came out in droves and were like, "No, it, you're you're being anti-sex work and you know, all this stuff." It's a lot of toxicity coming along with that.
2: Yeah, well, it's it's a that's another one of those things where it's like reinventing the word empowering, while you're taking something that, that's in, that that uh, for for eons has been sort of a degradation, it's like a last resort that you would do something like that uh, because there wasn't anything else you could do to survive or make it. Um, and now calling it empower- empowerment, which I um, I don't believe that that is empowering and it's all, you know, it's, it's none of my business what other people decide in, in in the United States of America, if you're a girl or, you know, and you're of age or whatever and you decide you wanna do that as a christian woman i'm completely against it Mm. because i know and i'm i'm old enough i'm never you mind years old and i've seen a lot of things in my lifetime and i know that no good thing comes out of that it seems like a good idea at the time but after time goes by it leaves scars on the inside battle wounds on the inside um, every time you give a little piece of yourself away and um i see girls doing this thinking they're empowering themselves and they're being cheered on by, you know, these, you know, feminists telling them, yeah, take your power. That's your power. Your power is your sexuality. And then finding themselves broken and on drugs and messed up because on the inside, they're doing damage spiritually and they're doing damage emotionally and, um, and mentally because they're, they're, undervaluing themselves and trading something precious for money and um i don't see i don't see it it's a, as empowering at all um i see <laughs> right. people using it as a way to manipulate people and to telling them that it's empowering but at the end of the day do i think it's empowering no i don't
1: yeah um sabir said uh it's in gaming too yeah the gaming culture is, is quite interesting. Um, but yeah, young girls are getting used to exposing their bodies for, for cash, um, on Twitch and so forth, not completely nude, but you know, still, um,
2: when when you, when you take a, when you're a woman, I'm speaking as a woman, so I think I can do that when you take a a body part and you make it transactional, um, you're, you're doing something down deep that you don't mean to. But I see, you know, you're taking, a, you know, a body part, an intimate part of yourself, and turning it into a transaction, and that is never going to leave you feeling. And maybe it's like any other kind of drug. It's like an endorphin rush, or a, you know, or dopamine hit, or whatever, to be able to say, oh, I did this, and I got this attention, and I got a hundred bucks or whatever. But it chips away at your self esteem. Over time, I would think, and at some point, the transactions just become demeaning, and then, and then you, it, it's like anything else. It's like any other drug. You have to have more. You have to show mm-hmm. more to get more. And at the end of the day, you've just given yourself away, and um, and then you then your your memory banks are full of these transactions. Right? Isn't mm-hmm. that what would happen?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: And then, what, how does the person go into adulthood and into motherhood and into? Their adult life after having done these things, after having made these transactions, and still feel whole after giving away so much of themselves.
1: Mm, mm, Yeah, Um, I can't wait to have uh, Eliza Blue come on because she's going to be able to talk to that point. I'm not a woman, so you know, and I've never been a woman. Well, I'm not a sex worker,
2: so I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I, I am a woman, and I do I do know women. You know, who've been in situations back in the day where you know they've done things that they've had to do, and you know, like i I see both sides, but I don't see it turning into um I don't okay, let me just grind it down to the bare bones. I don't see it as empowering and mm. maybe a means to an end, and it may be something that you do, you know for now. Maybe you're cardi B, maybe you make a whole you know a persona of that and everything. And then you make a lot of money, and that's just what you want to do. But I don't see like an an end game for her that's going to be positive. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I hope when she's 60, she can look back on her life and say, Wow, I really feel empowered by all those videos and all that stuff I said and all those things I did. But I don't know. I can't tell the future, but I can't see a great uh, ending to that. I don't know.
1: I think, I think sex work for many is uh a means to an end you know you'll notice that uh you know when women get a certain dollar amount they usually stop right which means it's not like they like doing that they don't enjoy it no. um i think it's no. just that um no uh they i think there's a a a a, a daddy issue um i think there's um mm. there's a uh economic issue that america um, has, uh, that, um, it's very hard to have upward mobility due to, uh, communist regulations, socialist regulations and opening up a business, um, a a legitimate business. Um, but at the same time, I don't think the law should get involved in saying what men and women should do with their body, right? Like I'm not for that at all. What do you think about that?
2: I don't have a, I don't have a position on that. I mean, I, I think you, uh, I mean, I think we have too many laws about too many things already and it gets all mixed up. Um, I think we have to protect young girls. Yes. Right. Yes. Young girls don't make good decisions. Like young boys don't make good decisions. Right. So 17 years old, I think is too young to be, I don't, I think that shouldn't be a lot. I don't think that should be something we allow. We don't allow young boys that are 17 or 18 to be with 14 year old girl. Like there's, I think that the age is a factor for sure. Um, so I, I don't know that there needs to be laws. I do think I what I see is um, you kind of went a full circle. I don't even know you meant to, but isn't it interesting that I never really thought of it from this point until you said that? But isn't it? Wouldn't it be interesting if the feminist um, is it, is a, is also has to do with daddy issues? It, do, the it does. The anger at the at the patriarchy and the male figures has to do with a lack on the inside of a good male role model? And if that's what we've done in our society, which is diminished the the role of the father or the fathers have abdicated their role, are we creating this sort of vicious circle? Um, I don't know. I just thought of that when you said that. I thought that was really kind of interesting.
1: That's been my hypothesis. No, go ahead.
2: Well, last night, Sonny, uh, timely thing, my daughter was watching Intervention. I've been having my kids watch Intervention since they were really What's young. What's Intervention? Because Interven- Intervention is like a reality show where they show addicts and oh, their okay. lives, and then they have like an intervention, and they try to get these people help. Okay. Um, I, I feel like a lot a lot of sex workers are tied into the drug trade and being dr- addicted mm. to drugs and stuff like that. Mm. But in this um, particular episode, there was a young girl and her sister was talking to her and saying please don't do this please don't do this and so they had the girl she was like it was a close camera shot she was right there and they were saying where are you going and she said well i have to go um well i need money and um i'm trying to figure out like i can't get any money from my dad I, i'm getting. i feel dope sick and um so i'm going to go do a um like a intimate massage mm. i think that's what she called it or like a an erotic massage mm. and she, and she kind of rolled her eyes and then her face just dropped and then she looked up at the camera and her eyes were like dead and she said this is the least favorite way i have to get money but at the end of the day this is the only thing i have left to sell wow. and i was just like ah and so that's that's an interesting thing that happens, I guess, in the life of a woman is, at, no matter what happens, I always have this one last thing to sell, which is basically my self worth and my dignity. But she was doing it because she ran out of options. Mm-hmm. And so she was selling her body for money for drugs.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: isn't that kind of what we're talking about is that that's, it's, it's transactional. Mm-hmm. That's the power women have, but it comes at a huge price and uh so that's my take on that i guess
1: yeah um one of the popular black feminists um her 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 her, uh baby daddy left her uh while she was pregnant and went and got married and i think that's oh yeah so i think heartbreak yeah i think heartbreak and 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 experiences with men greatly contribute abandonment Yeah. yeah i think that that, that greatly, uh, co- uh, contributes to, uh, women's decision to become feminists. Something bad happens with men and they become male haters. And then feminism becomes, they're, angry. they um, empty
2: and angry. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's like an AA group, right? Like, but a bad AA group cause AA groups supposed to like help you, but they go to the feminists so they can just kind of like bash men together.
2: I don't. I. I guess I like to. I like to kind of slide in with this. Uh, with a little, you know, ca- caveat, which mm-hmm. is there's a lot of feminists doing a lot of really good work. Okay. That ha- that are moms and that are, you know, that are, you know, I, I have family members that are very into feminism and they've raised raised beautiful daughters and yeah, they've. You know, I I don't have a lot of contact with them, but I know they're incredible parents. They've. It's a, you know, two two person families i i think there's a level i think there's levels of everything you can go you can there's always that you know you can do this and then you can go woo, you know and you can go too far with something and so i think i don't want to disrespect women who are feminists who are fighting for you know for self worth and autonomy and you know and and self you know and having their you know the, the dignity that they deserve like those things you know and being respected in the workplace i like i think all of those things are really important and i think that's good work to do mm. i think when it goes to the level of like wanting to bust the society down and tear everything up and men are bad and women that don't do what we think you should are bad and this is this is i'm going to read this to you this was um Je- Jessica crispin is like a big time feminist who doesn't think feminists today are doing enough okay feminism that's not good enough. But this is her. This is what she believes, and this is what I think is the bitter root that is just is 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 affecting many. Is a biblical verse that says that. Careful, you don't become the bitter root mm. that you know that that corrupts many. Mm-hmm. It says, "I'd like to set fire to a patriarchal, to all patriarchal religions, to the idea of a male god. In short, everything, everything has to be reimagined. The world is bad." We need a total total global revolution. I don't know what we would replace it with, but let's just blow the whole thing up. Uh, mm. but that that's that's her um ideology is mm. you know, cultural determinism and you know, those kinds of things that you know it's 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 not enough to just be discontent with it. We want to tear it all down but yeah, we have no idea what we want to replace it with, but it still needs to be torn down. And I find that highly dangerous um, mm. ideology to push. And I don't like it being taught in the schools. And I don't think it's, uh, there's, it, anything good will come of it. Mm. So I thought yeah. that was really powerful.
1: Yeah. Um, Hotep and build is a common mantra here. And we believe instead of trying to tear down something, build something better and people will come. You know, you make the old system obsolete. and People go, why didn't we do things this way the whole time? And I think people need to spend right. more time doing that. Shout out to Ken Thoreau, 199 Super Chase. Here. Shout out to Maul Kingsbury and Hotep Nation. Thanks, Ken. Appreciate you, homie. Shout out to Thank Sketch you. Therapy mm-hmm. holding me down. And then Shadow out know Trish is in here too. Shout out to Trish. Um, always holding me down as well. Thank you very much, y'all. Yeah. Raiders in
0: here somewhere so- too.
2: So I guess I hope and I hope it doesn't backfire, and I think that's what I can, I'm concerned about. And I see kind of things at a tipping point, or at a where the where we've just moved the you know moved it so for the pendulum so far this way that there's nothing else left but to swing. And um, I see like like there's a lot of litigious females that are like everything that happens at my job. If I'm fired, it's sexism. So are women going to be hired as much? If we if if we start this if we go down this path, and we just want to do the scorched earth, you know, kind of methodology of get of 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 getting our point across, that's what concerns me. Because if you if you're uh, if you're in a position to hire people, are you going to want to hire a woman if if that's where we start? It's like everything offends me. Everything guys do is gross. Every time they say anything, it's it bothers me. You know you know, then will they be hired for positions as much? Will there be as many opportunities for women if that's the the way that we're going to handle ourselves in a world where we're interacting with men, where we can't take a joke and we can't laugh it off. And if somebody says something off color, we can't just say, you know, instead of, you know, like I said, clutching clutching the pearls and, oh, I'm so, you know, how dare you and i'm going to hr i'm reporting you for misogyny like i think it's it's a very dangerous path to get to the point where you just are so hard to work with and so in, you know intolerant of everyone else's ideas that it's just not worth it anymore mm, mm, yeah i don't i don't know
1: yeah we're at a crossroads right now and how we move and i okay. think that um what you're doing is is definitely um the first step Towards combating this evil, and that's showing face, speaking up, speaking out, speaking yes. against. um, I just want to thank right. you just being brave and having this conversation with me.
2: I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to to uh, come on your platform and and share these ideas. And I, you always leave me thinking about things, and uh, and, and sometimes even questioning myself, which is a good thing to do. Let's all do more of that. Um, And, and even just keep, like you said, the neurons are firing. I'm thinking about things that maybe, maybe I'm not right about some of these things, but maybe, maybe there's more to it. Maybe Mm. it should be explored. Mm. Maybe we should all be exploring these things.
1: Yeah. I think, uh, God gave me this platform for a reason. And I don't think the reason was for myself. You know, I didn't plan on doing interviews. It kind of just happened after the Bitcoin debate. Um, a gentleman was supposed to be a part of the debate and. I swapped them out with somebody out last minute. It was I felt bad. And then um, I said, look, bro, I'll bring you on my channel. We can come and talk. And then it just kind of like started. And I'm just like, now I'm in this lane where I'm interviewing people, but I'm seeing how important it is to have this platform this great. for people like yourself. you know. So I'm just glad that I could provide that platform. Now you took some notes. Um, is there anything left on that wonderful piece of paper um, that you wanted to cover? Um.
2: Yeah, I think that one of the other things that I did want to cover is that, um, is that feminists talk a lot about um, marriage, mm. and I think it would be remiss of us to discuss feminism and radical feminism more, specifically don't have issues with, you know, with first-wave feminism or with protecting women's rights, like that I'm on board with. Yeah. It's the radical feminists that want to blow up the, that they don't respect marriage, they want to reform marriage, they want to reject it outright or they demean people for marriage or they make fun of women who are in marriages because they're submissive and this and that and i just i feel like that's um that's the one of the the the, the points that really bother me the most is that if, if radical feminists think that or some not all i'm not like i said painting with a broad brush here but think that marriage should be abolished there's no we should just have these relationships where everybody gets to you know, have civil unions and we should all get the same benefits people do if they're married, except we just should abolish marriage because it, in their mind, which is completely wrong, like a, a Christian marriage or whatever, it doesn't even matter if it's a Christian marriage, then they believe that you as a woman are selling yourself out or you're submissive to your husband and that that is, you know, that you're you're giving away your power. And mm-hmm. nothing could be further from the truth in, in, well, in my marriage right now, the way things are, I know there's a lot of marriages that, where there's a different power dynamic and I'm not insensitive to that. But if you just look at the, the actual, um, you know, sanctity of marriage, what, the, what, the, what does it do for people? You know, the partnership of marriage, the, the partnership of parenting, the way that it's set up, and I'm totally 100% believe that it's, you know, a God-given, you know, gift, that a man and a woman come together build a life build a family and leave a legacy to me that's like what it's all about and so when i see um feminism feminists on social media denigrating other women for their relationships for marriages for pregnancies for not doing it not doing it right not you know it drives me crazy and i guess what i would say is if, if, if people would just mind their own business and stop trying to decide what's right and what's wrong for everybody else. And people may say, well, that's hypocritical of you. You're a Christian. You probably think things are right or wrong for other people, and that's true, I do. I have my own set of ideas and ideals and beliefs and traditions. But I'm not about running around making people feel bad about who they are. That's not my religion, and that's not my, that's not the relationship I have with God that I'm allowed to do that. But I think when when you have a whole group of people who whose big deal is judging how other people do it. Like I said, Amy Coney Barrett, perfect example. Someone like myself, who uh, I used to write a blog and it was pretty well read. And every time that I would talk about, you know, you know, my husband, you know, he's the boss, or I'd make an offhanded joke, I'd have people pouncing on me, don't say that, don't say your husband's the boss. Or I'd say, he's the captain of the ship and I'm the first mate or I'm the co-captain. Don't say that, you know, and it's it's like, that's how it has to be in a relationship, regardless of it's the man is, you know, is the one who's making the decisions or the woman. You can't have two pilots at the same time. You right. can't have two bosses at the same time. That's correct. So somebody has to, somebody has to, has to move over and let somebody else take the lead. Yes. And I think it's beautiful. I don't think it makes me submissive. I I, I tease people all the time online. I'm like... You know, I'll go make you a sandwich. You know, like I'll, you know, I love my role as a woman. I love my role as a wife. And I do defer a lot of decisions and things like for finances or things that I just don't really have a great grasp on. Mm-hmm. He's the guy, he's my go-to. He knows things I don't know. He sees things in a different way. And so if, if everybody saw things just like me, I would make so many more mistakes than if I have a, a steady person next to me who's helping me when I can't see what I'm doing myself. You know, it's like having a mirror. If you look in the mirror and all you see back is you, you know, then you're only seeing one thing. Mm -hmm. So I guess, you know, I believe that marriage is sacred and beautiful and important and a marriage between a man and a woman is a marriage that I choose, you know, and I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole of trying to judge what other people do. That's not my job. Um, And I'm not taking that on, but I do get frustrated with the feminist idea that if you submit to a man in a marriage uh, on decision making or parenting decisions or whatever, that somehow you're weak. Mm. And, you know, the Bible says, let the weak say I am strong. So, like, whenever my husband and I are together and I'm in a and sometimes I have a weak moment and he's strong and he pulls me out of it and then vice versa. That's what the partnership was designed for. And that's the beauty of it. And that's what the create, what, why God created it that way in my mind. And, um, I don't see how anyone would ever find that to be, um, a negative, unless they've never experienced it themselves, in which Mm -hmm. case it'd be easy to tear it down. Oh
1: yeah. Someone who I don't, I I think this goes back to like, you know, how they say, you know, uh, before you can lead, you must first learn how to follow. So yeah you know, I think that's what it is. These women have never followed a man before. And that goes back to the absence of the father in their life. So therefore they don't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they want to lead and they don't know how to lead. Um, but they damn sure don't want a man to lead them. Uh, so there's a lot of, um, there's a psychosis there. There are psychological problem. Uh, there's a need for therapy. Um, but you're hitting on a lot of points, man. This is this is super powerful, super super powerful.
2: Yeah, I'm glad we did this.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's
2: good. Uh, All right, with, I'm looking my notes. I think I'm. I think I've exhausted. Sam um, Baker. Oh, one other thing. Yeah, one other thing too that I want to point out is, um, I, I was reading. Uh, so I I was talking. To, well, I'm not going to bring up the abortion thing right now because mm. let's not go there. But right, um, there was a there was this thing where they, these women were arguing about kids are a liability. And this is why we should have a free abortion on demand. Mm. And that men, if you do, like no womb, no opinion, no uterus, no opinion, you know, all of that kind of stuff was going on in this conversation. And I said, you know, why do you revile masculinity so much that you would get with a man, you'd find him, you know, you find masculinity appealing in a moment and then what, make what you call a mistake. And then whenever it comes time to decide what to do about it, no uterus, no opinion. You know, masu- I revile masculinity. Masculinity has no place in this decision. And to me, it's just—I uh, think people need to really rethink that. Um, mm. That whole chain of events there is like you either you're either for the masculinity or you're not. Obviously, you were for a minute or two, or ten, <laughs> or however lucky you got that day. But um, you know, sorry, you know, if I offended anyone with that, but you'll be okay. Um, but <laughs> I just find that such a strange, you know, that's just such a strange thing to say. No uterus, no opinion. Mm. You can't, you can't have, if you're a guy, you don't get to have an opinion about a woman if you don't have a uterus. Mm. I mean, why is it the uterus? You know, like, like, no cervix, no, you know, opinion, or no, I don't know, whatever else we have. No vagina,
1: no opinion. Yeah, yeah.
2: That's right. No vagina, no opinion. No, you know, but I mean, then why? why isn't it the other way around? no uh, penis no opinion you uh, know we have opinions about everything to do with men and what they think and what they do and how they dress and all that you know we tell them what to do all the time I'm, I'm you know that's what we're famous for yeah. are you gonna wear that oh uh, you know I, can, I just could just see a guy saying a oh, whole penis no opinion i'm what i want
0: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs>
2: you know i mean it's just it's just a strange hypocrisy that goes on where women feel like they have the, like i said that moral halo or they get to tell everyone else how to feel, what to think, what to do. And then when a man wants to have an opinion about something that clearly involves him, uh, making the making of a child, then all of a sudden it's, no, no, it's my body, my choice, no uterus, no opinion. Mm. You don't get to have a, you know, a say. Mm. And I find that just like repellent. It's Mm. like, of course a man should have, you know, an opinion about something that intimate and that important, Mm. so.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that was um, on my notes.
2: I yeah, saw that.
1: Yeah, I think um Angela King Stanton. Angela Stanton King, I'm sorry, uh, who's running for office in Atlanta, uh, black politician. Um
2: Yeah, I love her. Yeah, yeah. she
1: speaks mm-hmm. to that point, I think, eloquently. Uh, is well thought out and well studied. So I love the work that she puts in on it. Um, I don't know what to think about it, right? Because I personally am not interested in telling a woman what to do with her body, right? Like, I feel like mm-hmm.
2: she's, Unless she's the, your wife, in which case you have a, a stake in it.
1: Yeah, but right. that operation is, it's terrible, you know, it's it's tragic. And I, I, I don't think I, I'd like to see a woman go through that process um,
2: no,
1: no. and that, that surgery, you know, um,
2: it's rough. It's it, very rough. It,
1: yeah, so, but you know, I, you know, she's the one that's going to have to carry the baby, you know? So I, I, on this topic, I really don't know what to think. You know, I just, you know, I say, look, yep. whatever decision you make, I'm going to support you. That's why, that's where I personally stand on it. Now, if a man says, Hey, that's look, good. you should have my baby. I think he has. He should have some say so, right? Like, I think it, it goes case by case. I don't think you can tell a man, hey, you know, you can't tell a woman. Uh, you know, can't is a very destructive. Um, and I yeah. think I think I th-
2: not a very good word either. Shouldn't, shouldn't tell. Shouldn't's better. It's better though. I think
1: better. It's better than. I, I,
2: I didn't mean to like go down that road, and I I really that's a, a discussion for another day. Yeah, but I do feel like it's dismissive that there are a lot of mm. women who use language to x you out of the conversation, um, and say, "Well, you don't get to have an opinion on this because you're not a woman,"
0: mm. as
2: if that confers some sort of royal we, or you know, like it's the you know, if I, if you're not a girl, then you don't get to have an opinion about girl stuff. But yet, women have all kinds of opinions about guy stuff. That's just something that I observed.
1: Yeah. Um, Sam Baker made a comment that made me think of something that happened the other day. He said, Y'all ever notice the women of the Dem Party either have no kids or husband and hate men? And it's so true because I was in a chat room the other day and a liberal, yesterday, and a liberal woman was talking, I forget what we were talking about, but she said, I don't want kids. I hate kids because she said they're expensive. And I hate repeating myself. And the first thing that came to my mind was, "Wow, wow, you're selfish. I mean, like, like you're not even thinking about anybody but yourself. You know?" And right.
2: Then don't. Then don't have kids. Please. I, she definitely By should not. Means.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, the last person that that she
2: should She She's probably young too. I mean, I used to didn't think I wanted kids when I was younger. I was like, "Oh, it's too much." Mm. Uh, and then you know. God put a desire in my heart for kids, and then I was told I I had a one percent chance of ever getting pregnant. So, um, and now you have two. I immediately, I now I have three. So go figure. Never never say never, but um but yeah I think I think I think there's a lot of selfishness in um feminism in the radical feminism where it's all about how I feel about what men do, how I feel about what men, you know what they've done and what they think and how they act and how they smell and their and they're you know and they take up too much space and they're this and they're that and it's all about it's really all just self-centeredness is you know i want my own i, I want more space so you should have less mm. you know i don't want to smell a, a smell so you should you do this like I, I guess in my in a way just that behavior of the way that it's like diminishing men demeaning them putting them down is just you know it's something we just shouldn't do Mm. Um, but I don't know how you, it's not something I do, it's I'm how I'm raising my daughter. And I have hope because I see my daughter and her friends, um, you know, I don't see them going down that road. I mean, I guess if, I've already explained to my kids there are college degrees I will pay for, and mm. there's college degrees I won't pay for. <laughs> and, you know, humanities, I'm not paying for that. You know, uh, women's studies, not paying for that. Mm. Liberal arts, mm, you know, I'd rather put my kids through plumbing school to be quite honest mm. than I would to put them through, you know, humanities. Right. Because, you know, unless they're gonna be a psychiatrist or a sociologist, or if they have a specific thing they wanna do, but just to go to school, to get a degree, to be in debt, just so that you can be told by a bunch, you know, scolded by a bunch of people that you're a victim and you're, you know, you should be angry at the world and you were you never had a shot in the first place like you thought and mm. your parents lied to you about that. and and then they come out angry and upset and frustrated and don't know what to do with themselves and i just i I just want them to have uh like a a plan um and i'll fund that plan if it's a good plan but i'm not just gonna you know throw you out there and you know you know figure it out uh in that kind of a environment because i don't see good things coming out of that Mm not uh, to me, right. some people may see it and think, this is great. I love that my kid is thinking this way and doing these things. And, and that's great. That's good for them. And I'm not trying to impose my own will on other people. I'm just telling you what I think and what I see. My observations are my own, uh, my vision for what I think life should be is my own. And I don't try to push it off on other people. I just have opinions about it, <laughs> no, fun,
1: speculate. I, I totally, I totally agree. Um, Catherine, thank you very much for coming on the platform and speaking to me today. Um, go ahead it's and get blessing. this thing up yeah. on uh Spotify, Apple podcasts, etc. cetera. Uh, so people can listen to yeah. the audio version of this. Um, people that want to get in contact with her, her link is in the description box below. So you can follow her on Twitter. And once again, um, <laughs> uh, sorry. Not, <laughs> uh, but once again, My son
2: just popped up a message on I that said, go off mom.
1: And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to your so son. Funny. Um,
2: squishy. <clears throat>
1: yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, thank you very much for coming on. Um, you yeah, can go I ahead and cut I'm out, and I'm going to go ahead and close out the show. And uh, if you need me, I'm here.
2: Appreciate it. Have, have a good one. Take
1: care. All right. Bless. Ladies and gentlemen, that was uh, Catherine Kingsbury. Very, very warm
0: woman. Very important person, uh, very important voice, very important
1: opinion. Um, but I think it's important for people in her demographic to speak up and speak out and speak against this Marxist controlled third wave feminism because it's affecting young girls, it's affecting young men. Um, like I said before, this interview will be available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud. And of course, here on YouTube, uh, all you have to do is search Sharp Conversations, Sharp with the," Knee, Sharp Conversations with Hotep Jesus. Um, and please subscribe. Uh, if you're listening on, on Spotify, if you're listening on Apple, subscribe and please leave me a, a, a five star review. I'll greatly appreciate it. And
0: I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I love y'all. Appreciate y'all. And be safe. Hope up and build.